Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. More information on our church is available at calvaryco.church. Calvaryco, CO's for Colorado, calvaryco.church. Church, and all the information you're looking for is available there. And this is the show where we take your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Take your calls and your questions. Phone lines are wide open, and uh, they are open, so there's no flashing red lights or anything that means you can uh, get on the air, especially if you have been trying uh, to get on the air previously and you haven't had a chance. It's busy or we had phone calls that took us to the end of the show. Um, the earlier you call, the better, uh, the easier it is to get on the air. There's actually two ways to get on the air. Call early. And then secondly, when someone hangs up, you know that a line just opened. Uh, and when someone hangs up, that's a good time to attempt to call uh, and you can do that now, 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated texting line. Three, uh, The dedicated texting line, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Dedicated texting. So we use that when we don't have uh, phone calls. So either way, it's starting off. It's a great afternoon to talk about the things of the Lord. We are in Colorado, and we are studying in the book of Daniel. Why am I slowing down? I don't know. We're studying the book of Daniel on Wednesday nights. So I want to invite you to come out and join us. We meet at 7 o'clock, and we gather together for worship and prayer, Bible study, communion, and fellowship. It's the closest thing to Acts 2.42 uh, in a corporate setting, in a large setting, that a large church gets to enjoy. And, and of course, Wednesday nights is a little less crowded than our weekend services, but we and we approach things a little differently, uh, where we, we spend a little bit more time in the Word. Uh, we do various mission updates and we get to pray together um, individually. Uh, it's it's actually it's, you know it's it's a great flexible service that we have. And next weekend, I think I can share it. Next weekend, our junior high ministry is taking over Wednesday nights, and that includes the worship team, Pastor Keegan, even Abner AB is going to be sharing uh, in our prayer time. And so next week, it's going to be like being upstairs with the young people as they lead us in worship, as the junior high pastor teaches us, 
And uh, that's what we get to do on Wednesdays. It gets to be real flexible and fun. And tonight we are in the book of Daniel. I'll be teaching the book of Daniel. We're like in our fourth study in Daniel. Today, our topic today will be intentionality and purpose. Intentionality and purpose. It's one of the attributes in the life of Daniel that will greatly encourage you uh, because he was an intentional young man and a man of purpose. And it's uh, something that's going to be encouraging to all of us. I know I was encouraged putting it together, uh, putting my notes together, and I look forward. I'm always curious how it's going to come out. Somebody emailed me this week and asked me for my notes, and uh, I sent them my notes, and I I think I put it in there. I'm not sure if I put it in there or not, but like I, I might have said something like, you know, you'll notice that I use my notes, but uh, I, am, I am not always reading it like word for word. I mean, I never read my notes word for word. Uh, I am... <clears throat> I teach and let the Holy Spirit lead me, um, and it's pretty cool. I can't can't wait to be here tonight, seven o'clock. Uh, we don't have dinner anymore on Wednesday nights, at least for now. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen. When we open our cafe back up, but it's still major construction downstairs, and the big delay is they're removing all the color on the concrete. That's really been one of the big things. They're removing all the color of the um, concrete and taking it back to taking it back to its original look and polish it up. So we used to have stained concrete, and we're changing all that. We uh, remodeled all downstairs, so we're going to have a larger bookstore, a larger eating area, a larger welcome center. Uh, we don't have a lot of space to begin with in this building, but what we have, we're going to make the most of it. 303-690-3000 is the number. Lines are full now, so let's go right to Fort Collins. Uh, Col- Colton, welcome to the program. Colton, I need to hit the button. I'm in studio today. Colton, welcome to the program. I oh, appreciate it. Sorry, for, I missed the button. What can I do can for you? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Uh, yep. Okay, fantastic. What's up? So I had a question. Um, I come from a big family of believers, and uh, I got my uncle Herschel lives in Illinois, and him and my dad have a disagreement. Um, my uncle Herschel believes that when you pass, you stay in the grave until Jesus comes, or Jesus comes, and then you are risen up to go to heaven, and my dad believes that when you pass away, then you go straight to heaven. So I just kind of want to see what your thoughts on it were. Okay, I mean, this is one of those questions where the Bible answers it pretty clearly. In 2 sure. Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 6, it says, uh, we're always confident knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We, and then verse 8 says, we are confident, yes, well-pleased, rather than be absent from the body, and to be present with the Lord. And so the immediate, um, the, the, the last breath you take on earth will lead to the very next breath, if you will, in the presence of the Lord. When you are absent from the body, you will be present with the Lord. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Yep. Take care. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move right on to... Josh in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Josh, welcome to the program. 
Hi there. How you doing, man? Good, good. So on the radio station that you guys play on, they talk a lot about 25 signs that Christ is already, 25 signs that have already appeared that Christ will be here soon. So I've been thinking about it, and my question is, what signs are left yet to see before Christ returns? Well, you happen to be listening to the program on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, and I uh, am here in Colorado, so I haven't heard this uh, particular, I don't know what you're referring to uh, on the station there, but I believe that there is nothing yet to be fulfilled for the return of Jesus Christ, that he could come at any time, at any moment, and the the delay of what we see as a delay of the return of Jesus Christ is not dependent upon signs to be fulfilled. It's just simply us descri- discovering the discovering the um, timing of the Lord. So I wish I knew what you were referring to. Are they offering something you could call and get it, or? So I think there's something called a Hope FM app, which I'm going to check into when I get home. Okay. I'm driving home from work, so that's not a good idea now, but I'll do that later. Okay, I have and, I have that, so let me see if I can find... Um, I have the Hope FM app. Let's see. Um, and they, they were talking about 25 signs that have already occurred. Okay. And I guess it's something that they talk about on Sunday mornings. All right. And I thought, well, that's fascinating. I want to know more about it. And, and when I read about that, am I reading about that from Isaiah, or am I reading about that from Revelation? Well, it just really depends on what they're referring to. You know, there's a lot to be said on different things that have happened, different things to look for um, in the end times. I mean, if you think, if you go through and look at Matthew chapter 24, you're going to see signs. Uh, if you look at, you know, for example, in the last days, uh, Timothy speaks of things that are going to be happening in the last days, like hearts growing cold and um, families disintegrating. I mean, there's there's going to be quite a bit. So let me open up Hope FM app, um, turn on my notifications. Let's see if there's anything on here more. Uh, I don't see anything, don't see anything. Um, so I wrote down Matthew 24, and you said Timothy what? Matthew 24, Timothy, I want to say, let me just double check here. Uh, no, it's going to be, let me just find then. Uh, Second Timothy chapter 3 has quite a few signs on it. Uh, let me see here. I don't see anything like right at the get-go of 25 things, but let me see if I can, there's a prophecy conference coming up on their app. Uh, yeah, you might want to just call the radio station. Uh, download the app. All the information to get a hold of them is available there. Um, I don't see anything right out the top of my, you know, right at the beginning of their app that says they have any notes available. Can you direct these to any other readings that I would be able to check the Bible for to kind of educate myself? Yeah, you know, there's actually a, a pamphlet put out, 25 Signs That We're Near the End, by Don Stewart. Um, that may be something that they're referring to. Don Stewart is a big friend of the ministry, uh, very trusted, uh, highly intelligent theo- theologian. 
Um, and he wrote something, 25 Signs, We Are Near the End. Um, and he said his name was Don? Don Stewart. Um, there's actually a YouTube video uh, available that he's okay. shared this message uh, at different prophecy conferences. So if you search, and there's something on the Blue Letter Bible. Let's see if that's video or... Um, so he's got streaming 25 signs that we're near the end on blueletterbible.org. And he has the sign. You can download the message, and then he has all the references. Genesis, uh, Matthew, Zechariah, Daniel, Ezekiel. Man, this is pretty thorough, and thank you for making me uh, search for it. If you email me personally, I'll send you the link. Uh, Pastor Ed at CalvaryAurora.org. I'm going to put this in my um, my folder. I'm going to keep this. I've never seen this before. You said Calvary.org. Yeah, uh, Pastor Ed at CalvaryAurora, A-U-R-O-R-A.org. Okay. I will do that. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. So it is 25 Signs of the End Times, Don Stewart, and you can find it on um, blueletterbible.org, and also he's got some YouTube videos if you put that in. Um, so I'm going to have to look that. I'm going to have to look at that a little bit. That's pretty cool. 303-690-3000. We're going to move on to Nick is in Commerce City. Nick, welcome to the program. What's up, brother? How you doing, Pastor Ed? Good, man. What's up? Hey, uh, hey when did well, you move to Commerce City, bro? Question, uh, just a little testimony. With The reason for my question is uh, my pops, me and my pops have went back uh, far back, you know. Uh-huh. He always used to challenge me on my faith and the Word and... He had some issues with God because my brother's handicapped. But two years ago, we lost my sister, and he uh, he gave himself to the Lord. And at one time, he used to call me a Bible thumper, you know, but now we, like, uh, go to church time to— well, he goes to church here in Commerce City uh, faithfully. Oh, good. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy to see what God's done in his life that I go over to Mom and Dad's house. He's got his Bible open. He's got his dictionary out. And he's just, man, exploded. It's just, what an awesome testimony. Yes. So he, he came and asked me a question, why is Israel and Jerusalem and over there the chosen land? Like, why is it over there? How come it didn't happen anywhere else, the United States, anywhere, any other continent? Yes. And why is Israel God's chosen people? Great. And I just wanted to see if you had any uh, scriptures, any biblical insight, I do. anything like that. Let's start. Let's start with the people before the land, because the cho- okay. choice of the people came first. And the the uh, Deuteronomy chapter seven would be the best place to go to. Uh, okay. And let me look it up for you. Deuteronomy seven. Uh, first of all, the the Bible question is answered that by the simple statement that the children of Israel were chosen by God of his own sovereign will. 
Like it was okay. his prerogative to create, and it's his prerogative to give life, and it's his prerogative. For example, one of the ways you could talk to your dad is, hey, dad, why'd you name me Nick? And, right. and he was like, well, you know, and he may have a great story behind that. Uh, could be his name, you know, is your dad's name Nick? No, it's Gary. Yeah, so, you know, so it won't be that. I mean, he'll, you know, you'll just say, hey, dad, why, why'd you name me Nick? Why didn't you wait for me to become um, five years old where I can name myself? And, <laughs> right. and his answer will be something along the line as well. I was your dad. I, you and you, me and your mom chose what name it was. It was our choice. Right. And then that's, you want that to click a little bit. There's right. really no reason other than it was his prerogative to name you. Right. And then you could go even farther. Well, why didn't you name me so-and-so? Well, what? Cause I didn't want to do that. Well, why didn't you name me after a girl? Because you were a boy, you know, he can, he, you, you're, you're tracking him along that way that, just like God has the prerogative to make his choices, we also created in his image, we make choices. Right. Uh, and so uh, in verse 6 of Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people, because you were the least of all peoples, but because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And so Deuteronomy 6, 7, 8 answers your dad's question on the people. Okay. And the Cho- the choice of the land is equal is equally uh, similar where it's God's prerogative of where he wants the nation of Israel to to settle and to populate um, to grow up because the greatest purpose you know and that's where you might even dialogue with your dad and say what well, what was the what was the main reason why the children of Israel were a holy people. And you know the answer to that, Nick. What, what was the main reason God kept a pure bloodline uh, f- from the nation of Israel till the first century? Uh, I would say because he knew his son would come out of that line. Correct. And that he made a covenant with him. That's absolutely right. The, the, to bring out the whole redemptive pers- purpose the essence behind the sovereign choices of God were redemptive in, uh, in the purpose. And so the, the whole purpose of the, the, the broader purpose of choosing the children of Israel was to bring about the Messiah in a pure right. bloodline, according to all the prophecies. And, and so the land being chosen, the land being given to them, um, is sometimes known as the Palestinian covenant or the promise uh, what we refer to today is the promised land. You know, the Bible doesn't use the Palestinian covenant. It's kind of a modern-day phrase, but it, it's known as the land covenant. Um, and God made the covenant with them about in like Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 30 while they were in Moab waiting to go into the promised land. 29 and 30, yeah, cool. Yeah, just then, also off of the subject there, you know, you're teaching on Daniel, you did last week, you gave us six points uh-huh. that Satan wants us uh, afraid, oh, intoxicated, yeah. yes. confused, divided, doubting, compromise. Yes. But I, 
uh, God just showed me, man, like, uh, if you take those acronyms and mix them up. Yes. It's afraid, divided, doubting, intoxicated, confused, and to compromise. Yes. Spells out the word addict. No way. And, yeah, it's just a crazy, <laughs> and you know me, man. Um, I've struggled with marijuana for a while, on yes. and off, on and off. You know, told me to go back home to the father. I've always had excuses, bro, and um, it just comes down to, you know, choices. Like you said, God's choice to his chosen people, but it's just uh, no more excuses. Uh, you know, it's just what we choose to do with that. It was just so cool. Just the other day I was battling with it, and I asked the Lord to help me out, you know. Yes. I was doing a windshield for a guy, and uh, he had a look down. He had a joint right there in his car, you know, so I grabbed it in that little plastic case right there because that's always been my biggest battle yes was just praying over it and i was listening to jeff figs at the time and he said you know um drugs are a physical remedy to a spiritual problem hmm. and that sin dominates blinds and lures you into what it cannot deliver so i asked the lord you know i mean i got two places to run i got a choice you know and you can start playing with that temptation in my mind or you know, run to his word, and I just went and opened the word, and like, Lord, help me, you know, and uh, he took me to Zephaniah uh, 3, 19, and the second part of the scripture in the New Living Translation says, I will save the weak and the helpless ones. Mm. And then I turn on, right after that, I'm at the next job, I turn on, and you was talking, and it just to be right at the time of the call, and was talking to you about, you know, the uh -huh. legalization and medical marijuana. Yes. It's just so beautiful how the Lord, how when we turn to Him, He is just right there. We draw close to Him, and He's just like, bam, right there. That's absolutely cool, man. And I know, I know this has been an ongoing battle for you. Um, I know that um, at times you put up the good fight, and at other times it's it's wrecked you. But I'm glad you're still right. walking with the Lord, Nick. And and yep. I pray that um, in these latter days you only grow deeper and deeper um, in your commitment to Him. Yes, sir. Thirty thirty two days back again, you know, but it's That's just good. been awesome, you know. I mean the Lord has just reconciled me and my wife, just all things around me are just like totally going in his direction. Just because I come to the end of my rope. Yes. Like I said, no more excuses, just yes. uh, you know, come to the end of myself and it's just been awesome. I know you got other uh, callers and stuff waiting, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to even see you tonight and talk to you even more, man. Sounds good. See you, man. All right, brother. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000, and uh, that is one of the benefits. One of the benefits of longevity in a ministry is you get to meet people through the years, and they'll come through your church, and then they'll head off into another fellowship, and sometimes they fall away, sometimes they come back, and of course we're never happy that anyone falls away. But it is part of the package. Uh, I was just sharing with my brother Ian today, because uh, Ian has served here for, um, I'm pretty sure, over 10 years. Um, I mean, he, the brother has been amazingly faithful. And, and of course, in his married years uh, with his wife, Katie, abundantly faithful, even as she went off to, to the mission field and came back. I mean, we we're just talking about this, but um, the, the difficulty of, of ministry when you're serving um, for a long time is that uh, you see a lot of people fall away. You see a lot of people go sideways. You see a lot of people succumb to pride, and it's you know it's a real discouraging thing. Um, and I was reading an article by uh, Tim Keller, uh, who is a pastor. Um, he's retired now, um, but he's doing a lot of church planning work in New York. Uh, Tim Keller, 
And in the first paragraph of, of this essay he wrote, he writes, I spent 42 years in ordained vocational ministry. Many who started with me didn't get to the finish line. It's a grievous percentage. One of the main reasons so many didn't last, I think, is because no one warned them about the ways ministry can tempt one with pride. And so pride has taken down the strongest of men and women. And, you know, take heed lest we fall. Um, I've certainly had my fair share of battles with pride. Uh, I've had my fair share of thinking too highly of myself um, uh, in, in, in seasons, uh, but also episodes. And, and may the Lord protect us from ourselves. May the Lord protect us from ourselves. 303-690-3000. Who is next here? Mike up in Commerce City. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi there, Pastor Ed. Hey, uh, can you hear me okay? I can, yes. Okay, good. Um, a few weeks ago when you were studying through Hebrews, yes. Um, the uh, Israelites, the Hebrew people, whatever, they have no way of sacrificing or, or, or fulfilling that sacrifice right now. And when I was reading through the Bible reading here the last few weeks, I don't remember Kings or Chronicles, it's been a little bit, um, when the Ark was captured by the Philistines, when they took it to battle one time, yes. what, what, what did they do then? for sacrifice. Were they still able to sacrifice without having the Ark of the Covenant? And that is not? a great question. I, I process that question, you know, like I normally do with when I'm seeing a call screen, and I don't know. I don't have a quick <laughs> answer for that. I'm going to have to look it up. That's fine. Um, that is a great question. I mean, I can fast forward till today where animal sacrifice has been replaced with this concept of this idea of uh, good deeds and uh, on the Day of Atonement today among the Jewish people because they don't have a temple and they don't have the the, pro- the ability to, to properly sacrifice and fulfill the Old Covenant. Uh, they've created other things, and the, the, the main thing that they have created is that God will judge them if they have more good deeds than they have bad deeds. And yeah. so around the, around the Day of Atonement, you have a lot of, of uh, you have a lot of charities, you have a lot of of, for lack of a better word, panhandlers um, in the city of in the in the, um, the country of Israel that are giving you opportunity to give your good deeds. I, I forget the name of what they what they call the good deed, but uh, the charitable gift. But um, but for the time when they the Ark of the Covenant was stolen, that is a good question. I'm going to have to look that up. I'll email you if that's okay. If yeah, email me. Take your take your time, and when you get a chance. You can email me back. I, I just it just hit me as I was reading through that because we had just studied through Hebrews like a week or two before, something like that. And you were talking about that, and I go, "Wow, what did they do then?" <laughs> yes, that's a great so. question. I'm I'm going to guess that they, um, you know, I'm going to have to look at how long it was gone. Number one, um, that's the first question. I think how long. Um, because if it was only months that, that it was gone, then they theoretically could continue, since the Ark of the Covenant was only required once a year. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things that I would look at. And, um, and you know, we, we, I'm sure 
I'm off the top of my head, I can't think of a passage that directly addresses this, but it'll give me some time. I'll look at it. Will do. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, that was a good question. That's a good question. I, nothing pops into mind right off the top of my head. And of course, being on the, on the air, then there's a little bit of pressure because I see the clock winding down and I see like, you know, uh, it's like, oh. Anyway, we got an open line and you hear the music. So I'll get to um, take a quick one, minute, one or two minute break and we'll be back for the second half. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. There is one line open. 303-628-7200. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to today's edition, the second half of Calvary Live. I want to shout out to everyone listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and LP FMs around the country. Those of you listening online, we've seen a dramatic jump in our online listenership. A dramatic jump. And so welcome for you guys listening on your phone listening online, on, your, on the web, uh, listening wherever you can grab. If you're in the metro area here, great. So you've got, um, kind of cool, you've got Grace FM, Hope FM, uh, you have Truth FM, and we just need a Love FM, Grace, Hope, Truth, and Love. That would be great. Um, and not K-Love, they don't have teaching on there. Uh, we... We are partnering with other teaching, Bible teaching ministries, uh, because we believe that the Word of God does not return void, but it accomplishes the purpose for which it's sent. And we believe that the hope of the world is found in Jesus Christ through the local church. The local church is the entity that God has chosen, I guess you could say the organism that God has chosen to reach a community, to reach a family, to reach a school, to reach the workplace. It's the local church. It's the We are the church. And so we are committed for Grace FM to have provided for you 24-7 teaching and worship. And, and so I know that's Hope FM's vision. I know that's Truth FM's vision. And although we're independent stations, uh, church-run stations, we're also partnering together for the gospel. And so we're in unity in Christ. And I have, I just for you guys on the East Coast, we owe a special debt of gratitude to Pastor Bill Lupkeman, because uh, not only did he champion uh, and, and really encourage churches to go after radio stations, um, stirred us up. He called me um, probably within a year after we arrived in Aurora, talking to us about the open window for applications for LPFM, but we didn't have an address, we didn't have a building, we couldn't do it uh, back then. But he planted a seed in me that I didn't know, and Bill, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, I know that you're hearing this a week later, but the East Coast Pastors Conference just ended over at Sandy Cove. We weren't able to attend this year, but uh, I heard that some of the Bible studies there were very encouraging, 
So, Bill, you're you're hearing this. You're probably heading back or already back from the East Coast Pastors Conference, but you planted a seed in my mind that I didn't even know you planted. That one day we would be able to own two, uh, with the hopes of adding a third full time, full power, I should say, full time, full power FM radio stations. And we have named ours Grace FM. And as I was listening to the break on our break, there were some business partners um, uh, that support the radio and. And so it reminded me a couple ways that you can support uh, Grace FM, Hope FM, Truth FM uh, is, and I'll speak to Grace FM listeners, go to our website, gracefm.com, and donate. Donate uh, one time, donate regular, uh, but give give a gift financially to the ongoing work of Grace FM. Go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com, or download the free app. Uh, that you can find in your app store, Grace FM. I, th- I think you separate them, Grace Space FM, but try it both ways. And just sign up, develop an account. It's very easy. It works very easy on your phone. Set up an account, connect it to a, um, you know, connect it to, you can ACH. Um, that means you can direct deposit, you know, right into it or a credit card, however you want, and give ongoing. Uh, there are ongoing costs. From Grace FM, we're owned by uh, a church. This is a church-run radio station, and everything you give is poured into the gospel and the resources that is needed to keep the station on the air. And then the second thing you can do is support the the Grace partners, support the business partners you hear on the radio. Go to their place of business, call them, uh, pray for them. Uh, if you do, if they're doing something that you need done, at least consider them and call them because we vetted them uh, and we know them. And you, you can tell there's not a lot of them. We don't bombard you with commercials. As a matter of fact, we don't have commercials at all because we're a non-commercial station. That's why you hear the spots. They're called donor acknowledgments where they tell you who they are and what kind of business they're in and, and gives you contact information because uh, that's all we can do as a non-commercial station is tell you about them. They can't you know do real commercials. So at any rate, Donate directly to the station, support the businesses, and you know Christian Radio will stay on. So um, be sure to, uh, I'm talking about Grace FM, but be sure to support your local Christian Radio, Hope FM, Truth FM, even the LP that you're listening to needs resources to stay on the air. All right, let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to pick up, I think it's our friend Bianca has been waiting patiently. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? Good, how are you? I am very blessed abundantly to tell you the truth. I've never been more blessed than I'm blessed right now, and I just praise the Lord for it. Oh, that's awesome. What's Mm -hmm. going on? Well, last Saturday... I went to a conference, and I'm going to try not to mention anything too specific because that's actually what my praise report is about, but it's all the Lord's doing, you know, of course. All right on. I'm not in any way elevating a person or ministry because I know it all belongs to him and him alone. 
But in short, this past December or so, I've been praying to the Lord because I really wanted the Lord to answer my prayer of bringing someone out here to Colorado to speak. And I know the Lord answers both big prayers and even small prayers like this one. Yes. And so as I was just praying, I was just like, okay, Lord, if it's your will, I just ask that you do whatever it takes to make it happen. And if it's not your will yet, that's okay. I understand completely that, that it's not your time yet. And so I just prayed it once. As a matter of fact, I don't remember lifting it up again any other time. But I remember that in March, I believe it was, I can't remember. I just, I just knew that the Lord was going to answer it right away because things started to happen. And again, I'm not mentioning specifics, but the point of this prayer, praise report, is that the Lord really does answer even the little bitty things like this one. So if you have a prayer request and it's just something small, I'm encouraging you to not give up because if it's the Lord's will, He'll bring it about. And if it's not and He tells you to wait, that's fine too. Yes. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing. It's been a while since I heard your voice. Yeah, I just didn't want to call in before this because I wanted. And the cool thing about this conference is the Lord really made a way for me to do what I wanted to do and praise the Lord. So see you tonight. Okay, I'll see you tonight. Bye-bye. Wow, we haven't heard from her in a long time but it's so good to hear from her. And, and you know, she's like all of us. Uh, she, if you guys are unfamiliar with Bianca, um, Bianca has, uh, is blind, and she does such a great job of, of living life uh, with a significant challenge. Um, but man, she's inspiring, and the Lord is always... Uh, always using her to encourage and to strengthen. Uh, so that's pretty cool. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's see here. What do I have next? Let me get back to the call screen. We've got Nick in Windsor, Colorado. Lick, 
Nick, welcome to the program. Hey, Nick, you're on the air, man. Hi, Mr. Ed. How are you doing? Good. You might want to turn your radio down. Oh. Is that better? It is. Yeah, you'll hear me live now. What's up? Okay. Can you, is that better? Sorry, I can hardly hear you. Yes, I can. I, I can hear you great. Okay. okay, I can hear you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. So my question was regarding if you could lose your salvation or not. Okay. Because I've heard a few people say that you can. Um, I've heard others say that you can't. That's on the side that I am. But then I was listening to a conversation you had a couple calls ago with Nick from Commerce City about end times where mm-hmm. some faith is going to grow cold. Like, what does that mean in particular? Like, does that mean they're unsaved or... Well, let's start with the let's start with your main question, and your the main question that you're asking is: Can a person lose his salvation? I believe the weight of evidence in the Bible indicates the answer to that is no, no. You can't lose something that God has given to you. The nature of salvation is eternal. So, when you're born again, there's never an example anywhere in the Bible of a person unborn again. And so when you see a falling away, when you see people walking away, um, I believe there those uh, are what would be a category. There's the category of believers, and there's a category of make-believers, and there's a category of unbelievers. And I think what we see, people walking away from the faith, people turning their back, um, they are in the make-believer category of unbelievers. And so when, when you ask the question then, what about, uh, you know, what about hearts growing cold or faith growing cold, it, it's just that. There's going to be a hardness of heart. I think that in, it's in, in First Timothy it says the love of many will grow cold. I don't think that's a, ref, a reference to believers. I think it's a reference to unbelievers. Uh, I believe that you will see a general coldness and harshness in the last days. Um, people that are going to be unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control. Um, men are lovers of themselves, lovers of money, and be- true believers are to turn away from such people. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah, was That's a good curious question. There are all kinds of things out there anymore. So, You know, I there are. still not as familiar with the Bible, still, you know, fairly new believers, so... So do me a favor, I will send you, uh, if you email me, I'll send you a link where you can download a little packet that will help you get into the Bible and understand it more than you do right now. Okay, cool. Um, and what was your email? Pastor Ed, P-A-S-T-O-R-E-D, okay. at Calvary Aurora. C-A-L-V-A-R-Y-A-U-R-O-R-A dot org. Okay. And uh, just remind me what we talked about on the radio, and I'll flip that email around and send you a link where you can down. And it'll take you, I think it's about a three-month thing, but it takes about 15, 20 minutes a day, so it's not like, it's not overwhelming, but but it is thorough. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. You have a blessed rest of your day. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number. Give me a call. Uh, we're taking your calls, and we're almost 
We've got two open lines, so give me a call. Lisa in Fort Collins, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. How are you this afternoon? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. My question to you is, I believe myself to be a watchman on the wall. I've been following Bible prophecy for quite some time now. Great. All the things that are taking place in the Middle East, and um, I myself am not looking for the Antichrist, but for the second coming of Christ. Good for you. I, I want to know if you could give me some guidelines as to how I can minister and witness to my family and friends about um, the rapture and how to be rapture ready, and, uh, you know, just give me words of wisdom and courage and knowledge to, um, and I've been beseeching the Lord on behalf of of this as well. Yes. But just maybe some scripture that I can fall back on. I know that the book of Revelation and, you know, Isaiah and Jeremiah, you know, all the prophecies and stuff. But do you have anything in a nutshell that could maybe get them to open their eyes a little bit you know, I think, I think that the approach that I like to take is to take whatever doctrine, whatever theology that is something that you're passionate about, and make sure that the central focus is Jesus Christ. And right. so with the reality of the rapture, a person that's disconnected from Jesus really won't understand the rapture. Right. Um, they won't understand... Um, the the realities of the timing of the rapture, the all the end times things. So I want to I want to make sure that if the topic is the rapture or be, making a person rapture ready, the only way uh-huh. a person can be rapture ready is if they're a believer. Um, oh yes, yes, I'm well aware of that, and I'm talking about believers. And I am. So, and so I For think the that the reality is is get a good handle on what the Bible has to say. You know, pick a, a favorite passage uh, that reflects the whether it's 1 Corinthians 15 or it's uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, pick a passage and let that passage be the, be the central point of the discussion um, because it's the Word of God that's going to change their lives. And, and you know, it really depends on the person that you're talking to. Um, but understand the doctrine well. Be able to right. explain it in a simple way. Uh, be right. able to substantiate it with the Bible because the Bible will give the greatest evidence to the soon return of Jesus Christ. Go back to the place where Jesus promised his disciples that he would go away, but he would return again. Um, all throughout the Gospel of John, you know, the Gospel of John is a great tool uh, to use in encouraging someone to understand who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing and and, and his soon return. So, you know, I think that um, there is a bi- there is a website that I like using. You're probably already familiar with it but it is called uh, pretrib.org, and it's pre-trib.org. Okay. I use that that site a lot. And as a matter of fact, if you email me, I I have, I'm I'm looking at my sheet right here, I have four different links I can send you on the topic that will give you the kind of biblical depth that you need uh, to explain to to explain to um, anyone about the details of what the Bible teaches about the rapture. Oh, wonderful. Sounds good. And I know your website. I heard you telling Nick prayer to that. And okay, I, great. I've got it written down. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Addy. You were such a blessing, and I love Grace FM. I've read the word to all my family and friends about you guys, and I support Thank you 100%. You. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. 303 is the number. You know, the rapture is, a, is an important doctrine. 
Um, the timing of the return of the Lord is super important. And it's in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, that we're, ga- we're, we're brought to the face-to-face with this important doctrine. Um, the rapture is that time when Jesus will come without warning to take away his church from the earth. And we believe that it happens before the coming great tribulation period um, that is unveiled for us throughout the book of Revelation. Uh, the Greek word in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17, uh, the, for the phrase caught up is harpazo, and it means to be taken by force. It's actually used 13 times in the New Testament. It's used to, to refer to the phrase catch up four times, take by force three times, catch away two times, pluck two times, catch and pull one time. And it refers to that blessed event uh, of the return of Jesus Christ for his church, that we are to live ready. Uh, Like, by example, when Jesus taught about the ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. The wise were ready. They were ready for the coming of their master. And I I think that's a little bit of what our sister was talking about. We need to be ready. 303-690-3000 is the number. And we've got an open line. 303-690-3000. I'm sorry that I yawned uh, right in the (laughs) mid-sentence. So sorry. 303-690-3000. Shout out to our Hope FM, Truth FM listeners. So glad that you're with us. You do hear this show one week delayed, but you can call at any time the show is on and you'll get a live pastor right here in the studios of Grace FM in Aurora, Colorado, or in, spread out, actually, the offices around Colorado. And we air Calvary Live every day, Monday through Friday. There are different pastors that host it, but together we are here to serve you. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Hey, I was just reminded that I forgot to mention so far in the show, but we just launched a brand new podcast. It's available on any device, and we're calling it Lead to Serve. Lead to Serve. It's a leadership podcast, and it's designed to give you a school of ministry on the go. And basically, in these early episodes, we're talking about some of the principles of ministry, and then as the podcast continues, uh, we're going we're gonna to add uh, interviews, and we're going to talk to people around the country, even around the world, about ministry, and give some updates, and give some perspectives of what God's doing with, I've got a, a, quite a few friends around the world, and around the country, that we get to talk about what they're doing, church planting, pastoring, serving in the church, serving in the workplace, we call it lead to serve. If you go to any, um, any uh, podcast delivery system uh, and just put in Ed Taylor or lead the number two serve, it'll pop right up. Uh, or you can go to anchor.fm lead to serve. Anchor.fm lead the number two serve. And that'll take you to our homepage and it gets delivered all over the place. And um, we'll put a link up on my website. I haven't done it yet on edtaylor.org, uh, but that's uh, coming soon enough. 303-690-3000. Let's get over to the phone lines. Uh, 
Uh, it's Michelle calling from Maryland. Michelle, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Hello. Ed, how you doing? I'm good, Michelle. How are you? I'm 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 fine. I'm well. I'm okay. Oh, okay. Yes, I just came in the house and I just coming in on here. I listened to Calvary Live. Yes. And the scripture and I need prayer after that too. But the scripture is what I came across yesterday in Proverbs chapter uh, chapter chapter four verse. Uh, uh, 13, 14, okay. verses 13, 14, 15. Yes. Because I was needing to understand that because I was uh, struggling with something in my neighborhood or my neighbors or whatever. Yes. And, and the scripture was telling me in verse 13 to hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked, yes. walk in the way of evil doers, avoid it, do not tra- travel on it, turn from it, and go on your way. And I need an understanding with that because um, I talk to my family members and they're always telling me, my mother may say, I hope everything is going for you because I used to be a drug, ex-drug addict, okay. but I think I'm not for deliverance. And and I be smelling marijuana eight cents in in my in my in my it's in it's not in my house but it smells the scents in the baits of the vent. Okay. And I be smelling it and then it's like people be uh, doing things like the young people that come in in this environment that I live in gambling outside and and I just want to me understand about that scripture, so okay. I just need that so I would not ever have to go back to where it used to be. Do not, I don't, I don't go back. Well, um, you know, in the in, in Proverbs here, if you jump back in your Bible there to verse seven, uh, it says, yes. "Wisdom is the principal thing; therefore, get wisdom in all you're getting, get understanding." And then by the time you get to verse thirteen, he says, "Take firm hold of instruction and don't let go." Keep her, for she is your life. Don't enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it, and do not travel on it. Turn away from it, and pass on. And so with the new decisions that you have before you, Michelle, of all the choices that you can make, the Proverbs is telling you to to stay away from evil, uh, and don't hang out with people that are involved in evil. Um, Don't, don't, you know, like because of this drug issue, don't hang out with people smoking dope because it'll just tempt you. Uh, it'll just be available to uh, entice you. And wisdom would tell you, and wisdom is telling me to stay away from that kind of stuff and to stay away from those kind of people. Amen. That's what I need some clarification on. And can you pray for me that um, God can protect me because I live by myself. Yes. And, um, and I'm a mother, and um, I'm single, and I live by myself. But just ask for God to protect me from that type of situation, okay. and and that you just keep asking to keep His hand on me. And and I know He loves me, and I know He cares for me. Yes, he and does. I trust in Him, and everything that uh, He does for my life is a good thing. Okay, Father, I pray for my friend, Michelle, Lord, who desires to have a walk with you that is honorable. She wants to stay away from all the temptations that are around her as she's living her life as a, as a, as a mom, uh, as a woman, and 
Lord, you have put her in a place where she's even had some difficulty with her ma- with her neighbors, some of her neighbors. So I pray you'd keep her strong and healthy and, and also keep her away from temptation, that you would always make the way of escape. Um, so no temptation has overtaken us except such as common to man. And, and we want to stay away from everything that would hinder us and tempt us to, to sin. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Jesus name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you so much for praying with me and giving me an answer to the question in the biblical perspective of the Bible. You're thank welcome, you so Michelle. Much. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Okay. Hey, we're coming into the end of the show today. I'm sorry, Kim. Can you call back tomorrow? We'll take you first up uh, in the beginning of the show. Um, I'd love to talk to you about what's going on and pray with you. Um, but today our show's over. I'll see you tonight, guys, here at Calvary Church. We meet at 7 p.m. We're on Hampton, one block east of Tower Road in southeast Aurora. Uh, you can also watch our services online at calvarychurch.co. But the best thing to do is download our app, turn on notifications. Uh, we want to communicate with you. We want to encourage you. We send at least one encouragement every day, sometimes two reminders, encouragements. Go check out our podcast, just launched, just dropped today. It's called Lead to Serve with the number two, Lead to Serve. I'd love to come alongside of you and encourage you in ministry, encourage you in serving in the community, at work. My name is Ed Taylor. We'll see you tonight, 7 p.m., studying Daniel. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.